Hello and welcome to Stories, the True and the Fictional. We are a podcast that dives into the stories of people's lives, everyday people like you and me, or even famous people throughout history. We'll talk about TV shows, movies, books, anything where stories are involved. But it doesn't stop there. We want to get you, the listener, involved as well. So if you have a story, something funny or random that may have happened to you or a friend, send it to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. So until then, strap in. It's story time. Hello and welcome to Stories, the True and the Fictional. It's another episode, Ryan, but um, we missed an episode last week because I was away on holidays with no internet. It wasn't my fault this time. <laughs> it was my fault. And then we realized we did have internet. It just wasn't plugged in. Yeah. Um, Jamie had a bit of a curb your enthusiasm moment. So they, they was like, oh, there's no working internet. And then the, like five minutes before they leave, they just realized it wasn't plugged in. Yeah, pretty much. But you know, like it, it wasn't my fault. I didn't, I didn't book book the uh, the accommodation. So. Oh, here we go. He's just passing the passing the blame. You could have had a good look for the internet, though. Yeah, could have. <laughs> but you know, I got my phone data. Yeah, yeah. So we had a week off. So mm-hmm. and it was a long weekend over here too, and it is again this week. But uh, last week we had Friday and Monday off, so it was quite good. I went to the beach on Saturday. No way. I didn't go to the beach. I stayed in the car, but Steph and her friend went for a walk on the beach. I don't, and then we went out for lunch. So that was about it. Not to brag, but I, I spent a week on the beach. I don't like the beach. Well, I didn't mind it. Um, I, I sat in my car and watched wrestling while they went for a walk. <laughs> Though it, it was pretty funny because one night, because where we stayed, it was just, it was a, Essentially, you look out the back window and it's a, it's a, a bay and it's mm-hmm. just all people with their boats, the little, you know. Yeah. Boats out there. And one was, uh, me and my nephew were pretty convinced that it was rocking very particular, oh, more, than the, more yeah. than the other ones. Wow, chicken, wow, wow. Pretty much. It, uh, there, there was a light mm-hmm. flickering and then there was the boat. Was going, oh, well, I'll be, going, I'll be going lakeside. For the next few days after tomorrow, up into the beautiful tea gardens where my dad lives just mm-hmm. off the lake. So it's going to be nice and nice, nice, um, quiet reflection. Maybe I'll write that book, The Shopping List. I don't know. <laughs> I still I still want to publish that, mate. Well, I have to write it. Stop putting me under pressure. It takes a lot to do. Okay. Okay. Look. Um... I can't afford to quit my job and become a writer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah well my second book's coming out next week i know i've pre-ordered it mm, wonderful um even though i've already read it but i've still pre-ordered it hey well it's been tweaked since then okay is it's there more Bus- ryan the uber driver he was awesome <laughs> don't spoil yeah. it for the reason well, to be honest with you all i've had i passed it around a bit and all i well, the only feedback i got was we need more ryan so all right yeah okay like okay. just you back for the sequel is you back for the threequel you know like well he can't be in the sequel. Oh. Because this... Not with that attitude. <laughs> Look, all right. I'm just saying, protest, Bow Mountain. <laughs> Look, it's, it's, it's Bucks Night, all right? Yes. That's the first one. Oh. The second one's called Hens Night, and they both okay. run parallel. You can't okay. be in both books um, at the same time. 
I'm only in the first book for a little bit. I can wear a dress. <laughs> I've said, and I've, I swear I've said this to you, I'm going to put you in the third book. Oh, yeah. If I had a dollar for every man that said he was going to put me in the third book, I'd be a very rich man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, this is not the Jamie's book. Oh, yeah, it is actually the Jamie's book. It is, it is actually. Tell us about the book, Jamie, before we do it. <laughs> well, look, it's it's based on a, a true story. No, it's not. Um, it's called When Angels Wept. I've got a no, book. <laughs> um, no, look, it's 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 um the idea came from the mutual friend of our Chris Parks. He's um uh Bucks Party that I threw from, and it was a medieval themed Bucks Party, and had the idea: what if what if the zombie apocalypse happened while we're at a medieval Bucks Party, and we all had the weapons to fight zombies? So that's where the idea came from. And then it just expanded from that. So the first book's called Buck's Night, the second book's called Hen's Night, and the third book's called Wedding Night. Um, zombie apocalypse hmm. and romance and medieval weaponry. Well, what more would you want? Um, well, I've told you what they want more of. Right. So like... <laughs> Look, I'll just, I'll just make you the, the, the main protagonist of the, of the third book. And I'm just... not saying that it worked. But I think it would. It might be like the what's what, what happened on The Simpsons when they added uh, an extra character to Itchy and Scratchy. Oh, the, the dog <laughs> Poochie, I think the, it was. Yeah, Poochie. <laughs> It'd just be right. Hey, I'm right. Hey, I'm back. Oh yeah, everybody remembers me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um. Yeah. So when's it out? Uh, it's out on Thursday Australia time, so 28th, 28th of April. And I think it was four ninety nine. You can pre order it. On yeah, and it it'll, and it's oh, it's going to be on Kindle Unlimited as well. So yeah, I saw that. Enjoy. But I chose to pay four ninety nine for it to support because that's the, what friends do. Because that's what heroes do. That's um, exactly what heroes. Yes. Anyway, enough of self promotion, Brian. Tell yep. me a joke. Well, um, I was I was on an airplane the other day, Jamie, and um. Yeah, yeah, it was. And, and the, the stewardess lady came up and said, would you like a drink? And I said, oh, what are my options? And she said, yes or no. <laughs> so, and, and Jamie, look, I caught my son. I'm, I don't have a son, but for the purposes of this joke, I do. I oh. caught my son chewing on electrical wires, so I grounded him. He's doing better currently and conducting himself properly. <laughs> Uh, I've just, and, and look, Jamie, you know, I know you've been on me to write a book and write a book and write a book, but I've just finished writing a book on snakes. It would have been much easier if I'd just written it on paper. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you for those wonderful, wonderful jokes. You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. Now, this, this, this episode, we are diving into the 90s, so I, I pulled another... Uh, story from the 90s and this one's a mm, bit... this is a painful story oh it is but it's so far out there that you know if um a bit of a warning for you uh listeners and watchers it's it's uh it may make you flinch especially if you are someone with the male genitalia mm. um, this actually happened in 1993 it's called the curious case of Lorena Bobbitt um so basically, she cut off her. <laughs> John Wayne was her, 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 her husband's name was John Wayne Bobbitt. Yeah. And she, 
she cut off his, uh, you know what, his schwangdangle, his penis, with a carving knife while he was asleep, and then drove away and threw it in the field, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> threw it out the window while she was driving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, they obviously found it because they sewed it back on, and then he became one of the, those porn stars. Um, as you do. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a hook. It's a hook. Just the man whose dick fell off got cut off by his wife. Stars <laughs> in Debbie Does Donkeys. Yeah, so that's my story. It's random and it makes me flinch every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, Family Guy did a joke about it not long ago and I'm still maybe flinched then. So. <laughs> yeah. It really happened. If you're someone who's had that. No. <laughs> <laughs> no because see that's like the fashion at the moment is to have your appendage chopped off and change change um genders yeah well there's a difference between choosing to and having someone do it for yeah them. yeah well, yeah exactly <laughs> i think the difference is reality show or true crime so yeah <laughs> that's pretty much what the difference is yeah um let's move on <laughs> let's move on so we're, we're talking about, we're, this is our part two of our 90s special. Now, me and Jamie are both musicians, so we decided, you know what, everyone talks about TV shows, movies, video games, which is what we're going to talk about, but we're going to talk about music. We're going to yep. talk about our favourite albums from the 90s, which is kind of when we got into music, so it's, it's pretty influential. I know on my list is two of the albums are the reason why I got into punk rock and, to begin with. Um, so yeah, we're going to go through some albums, talk about how we felt, um, you know, what it did for us and, um, and then also discuss, you know, most, uh, an embarrassing one and a couple of honorable mentions as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it is the nineties. Um, it's when I discovered punk rock. Yeah. I'd listened to other music before, like there's one album I put it on as an honorable mention because it was the first album when, you know what? I like this album, but I'll save that for the honorable mentions. But my first, my first album that stood out uh, was Lagwagon. Let's talk about feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, I first heard them while playing Tony Hawk. As you do, May sixteen. Uh, favorite song. Um, yeah, I just, I just, it's that, it's that punk rock beat you know that fast paced the uh the uh um that gets me every time mm-hmm. and i did end up i ended up seeing them live for the first time probably about in 2016 i think it was and yeah i don't i don't know if there's real much i can more i can say just that black wagon let's talk about feelings is one of the greatest punk rock albums of the 90s in my opinion Look, I, I, I never really got into Lagwagon too much. I enjoy the music. Yeah. I was never one for like, oh, my God, it's Lagwagon. Like, yeah. never saw, I think I saw them once at a festival. Um, but, yeah, look, everyone's going to have different. Yeah. No. You know. So what I think we're going to do now is it's coincidence because the first album that you ever bought and the first album that I ever bought is, in fact, the same album. <laughs> So I think we should, we'll just talk about this one now as my first one. And then obviously you can talk about it as well because we're on the album. Yeah. 
Uh, this album is uh, Blink-182, Enema of the State, was the first <laughs> punk rock. Now, I, I, I'm a bit different. I, would, I used to be into, like, heavy gangster rap. Yeah. When I was in when I was in primary school and, and early into high school, so I was into like Tupac, Notorious Big, P.I.G., uh, all those kind of like Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre. Uh, but my first foray into punk, which is when I started hanging out with the guys that would in fact be my best mates and be in the band, uh, was Blink One Eight Two and Another State because I'd heard all the small things on the radio and I loved it. And I bought the double disc edition, which had the bonus. All right, the live stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, there was. I, I've li- listened to that album a billion times. I could probably yeah. recite every word to every song on it. My favorite song on that would have to be "Don't Leave Me." I don't. A lot of people don't like that one, but that one was. Don't nice. leave me all alone. Just yeah. drop me off at home, and I'll be fine. Yeah, um, yeah. That and that got me. That actually got me into punk rock, pop punk, and that in turn got me into the band that I was in. Yeah. And then shape the next twenty years of my life. Yeah, so great well, album. I don't think there's a bad song on it. Oh so. no, it's great start to finish. Um, mm. And I, I actually, I actually got to play it front to back with my band um, okay. and one of your old guitarists. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, and there was this, there was this real skeptical guy there. He's like, "I'm watching. You better do this right. You better do this right." Like for starters, we have a trombone player. That's not very right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I, honestly, I think the track I listened to the most was oh, Dyson Terry Gary. Mm-hmm. You know, Life just sucks. Yeah. I must go on. I, I have to say, my, my favourite songs on the album were not the traditional. Like, I did love, like, What's My Age Again, All the Small yeah. Things, Adam's Song, but I loved Aliens Exist, uh, Don't Leave Me. Yep. You know, they were, they were, like, I guess, I don't know, because they were some of the earlier tracks on the CD where I was just like, if I was going to get interrupted while listening to it, yeah, I'd at least get to, because I think Aliens Exist and then I think it was All the Small Things and then I know Adam's Song was in the middle and What's My Age Again was at the end and... I don't know. I just liked it. I like. I like. I'm, I'm more of a Tom's. I love Mark. Mark Hoppus's monotone, and, and that's kind of what I base my singing around. But Tom, yeah. for some reason, Tom, Tom was just. Yeah. I prefer his style because it's like everyone needs to call it the whiny pop. Yeah. And I don't know. I just liked it. It's it's really fun because it was a pretty popular album in my school yeah. because yeah. I went I went to a private Christian school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the teachers were very, don't play that song, don't play that. Which songs have the swearing in it? You know? <laughs> uh, and then we had um, a school chaplain that was trying to be hip and cool. So he's like, um, what are the popular bands today? <laughs> and then we're like, oh, we listen to Blink-182, Green Day. And then um, he's up there doing his little talk. And then he goes, we're not listening at all. But then he goes, just like the song Adam's song by Bloom. <laughs> and he starts quoting the lyrics and we all go, what? What? <laughs> and then he stops and we go, oh. <laughs> it's trying to be relevant. Yeah. But yeah, that look, that was like um leads onto my next one because the, that album and Green Day Nimrod were the both mm-hmm. the two most played albums at my school. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think once Time of Your Life came out, which yeah. was on that album on Nimrod. 
yeah. by Green Day. I think everyone kind of jumped on the Green Day bandwagon. Um, you know, Time of Your Life was that one that, you know, you could listen to without getting in trouble. Yeah. Uh, and all the all the mums seemed to like it. Like my mum used to love that song. And yeah. Used to like, oh, I like that song, you know. Yeah. The, yeah. The I, I, and, and it was it played at every freaking graduation. Yeah, ever since nineteen ninety. Yeah, well, oh man, seriously. I um, yeah, my parents reluctantly bought it for me because like mm-hmm. it's, it's got language written all over it. Um, and then I had another mate who said, oh, "There's just a song that talks about um going to a whore and yeah." You know, <laughs> yeah. No, my mate's mum read the lyrics and was like, oh, this is, you know, and then he's like, oh, no, it's, it's cut out. Like, like, you know, fake. <laughs> yeah. And then like, but she believed him. <laughs> I, got a, I think I used the same method, but, you know, but Hitching a Ride was my favorite of that. <laughs> you know? That's a good, that iconic, you know, that iconic incident. Hey, mister, where you heard it? Which yeah. is, which is their old song, Brain Stew, just sped up. Oh really? I didn't know that. It's a different key, because oh, okay. because because um, Hitch and Ride is and yeah. Brainstew is oh yeah, I get ya. Brainstew was that was that on um, which one was that on? It's on the Godzilla soundtrack. I don't know what it was. I think it was on ten thirty nine. one of their first. Yeah, I I I honestly I didn't. I heard it on the Godzilla soundtrack, the 1998 movie or whatever it was. I'm looking it up right now. Google, the power of Google. It was on uh, Insomniac, the, the yeah. second album. Yeah. The second studio album, Insomniac, that's what it was on. So, well, speaking of Green Day. Yeah. Um, my favourite Green Day album, I like Green Day before Time of Your Life, before it's cool. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, my favorite Green Day album, which is also on my list, uh, is Dookie by far. Uh, yeah. Basket Case, When I Came Around, like those songs are just, I could, you know, they were on repeat Yeah. in my house um, once I discovered punk rock. Once I, you know, once I um, got rid of rap. Well, I never got rid of rap. I, you know, I still like it, but. Um, yeah, when I come around, uh, Longview, I mean, Longview's got one of the best bass, bass lines in it of all time. Yeah. Uh, Welcome to Paradise, another great, yeah. I love that song as well. So yeah, really good album. Um, so that was, that's my, that's my number two favorite album. Of Green. And I'm, I'm a massive Green Day fan. I've seen them. They're the, they're, in my opinion, they put on the best stage show. I'm not going to lie, I saw them, the best concert I ever went to was at the Sydney Cricket Ground. Yeah. All right. The lineup is Simple Plan opened. Yeah. Jimmy Eat World played oh. second. And Green Day closed the show. Oh, man. I mean, we had seats and I don't think I sat down for six hours. Yeah. And Green Day, and then, and then following that, the next year, Green Day American Idiot Show, they played for three hours. Damn. And and I went to that with Tim again. We had seats and I don't think we sat down. As soon as Green Day hit the stage, we didn't sit down. Yeah. So yeah. But that's that show at Sydney Cricket Ground was my favorite. I mean, look at the band, Simple Plan, Jimmy yeah. Edwards. I mean, that's pop punk right there. Yeah. And and it was because it was in the Sydney Cricket Ground, Green Day could do fireworks and stuff. You yeah. know, it was an open air arena. So 
but yeah, yeah, Green Day will always be the best live band I've ever seen. Wow, and I've seen a lot. Yeah, that's a big call. Yeah, it is. It is because they Green Day, the, the Green Day, and Sim, and believe it or not, Simple Plan's the second. They know how to put the show on. They know how to get the crowd into it, and there was there's never a lull. Yeah. So Green Day, there was never a lot. If I if you can get me. And I was at my heaviest back then. I was like 100 kilos more than what I am now. <laughs> you can get me to stand up for three hours when I'm at that weight, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> so, yeah, 100%. That's, that's Green Day hold a very, very, very special place in my heart. Yeah. I'll, I'll never, I've never got to see them live. But, um, never. Like, I've seen no. every time they were out here, I saw them. Yeah. Because I knew well, it would be worth the money. That that's my um that that's my next artist. That's the the next album. The next artist on my list. Um, it was my first step away from punk. He, he still called himself the the punk rock of piano rock. Um, uh, Ben Folds. Okay. So Ben Folds five whatever and never I'm in. Uh, that's the one with brick in it, brick on it. Um, She's a brick yeah. I'm drowning. Um, yeah, it was. It's it's. I almost felt like. Should I be embarrassed like this? Because I love punk so much. Like I yeah. loved punk. No, but like this is this was my head back then. I was just like, this is different. I don't know if I like, you know. But I no, I listened to the album a lot. And um he is I've seen him live seven times. Oh wow. So yeah, always puts on the great show. He's probably like the, the best artist I've seen live. Um uh, Little little white nerdy dude comes out mm-hmm. and then he starts rocking out like hardcore. Um, but yeah, I just love his diversity. Like he's, you know, he can write a song like that. Yeah, fast. Oh yeah, melodic. It's it's slow. It's a ballad. It's it's he is insanely good. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree with. And look, this is. The next album I'm going to talk about is a slight step to the left from pop punk. Yeah. Uh, this is, I remember when I saw these guys for the third time, it was the best night of my life because the West Tigers won the grand final mm-hmm. for the first time in 60 years. Goldfinger supported them. Oh, Goldfinger. And everyone loves Goldfinger. Like, if oh, you yeah. love punk, you love Goldfinger. If you love Tony Hawk, you love Goldfinger. Yeah. If you didn't discover Superman, if you didn't fall in love with the song Superman on Tony Hawk's Taylor <laughs> by Goldfinger, and it's, yeah. But this next one uh, was the first album I bought of these guys, has my favourite song, and this album is uh, Turn Off the Radio by Real Big Fish. Oh, yeah. Um, as I said, step away from punk because it's in the, it's pro- predominantly ska. Yeah. Um, it's the first ska band I ever heard, and I fell in love with it instantly. I mean, this album has... My favourite song, which is She Has a Girlfriend Now. Yeah. Um, one of my favourites, but it's also got Sellout. It's also got um, SR. It's also got Trendy. It's also got Everything Sucks. It's also got B. It's like yeah. the best <laughs> real big fish album yeah. of all time. came out in 96. Um, yeah, and, and I'll never forget that night because this was at the Roundhouse and Roundhouse was one of my favourite venues of all time. Yeah. That's the one regret that I have in my punk rock career that I never got to play on the stage of the Roundhouse. I got to do the Annandale, which is up there in one of my... Yeah, I got to do that too. The Annandale. the Annandale was was on my bucket list, but the only other, like, re, within reason, 
Yeah. Like, oh, this is near the Thomas Centre. Like within yeah. reason, yeah. with the roundhouse. And I, there was a, there was one time where there was a slight chance that that could have happened. But yeah, uh, yeah man, Goldfinger, West Tigers winning the grand final and then finishing off the night with uh, dancing around like an idiot in a scar pit yeah. uh, to Real Big Fish. And then I was like, okay. And I bought the album and then I've literally still got every album since. Yeah. So, yeah, Real Big Fish, um, man, that's just, they just, there's, there's, you can always get into pretty much every song that they play. Yeah. It's just, I don't know what it is about it. It's the guy's voice. He's got a semi-monotone voice, but he's got the ability to just make it, make it fun and make it good. And, and you know, it's not, they're not, it's not about like, you know, the traditional stuff that punk rockers sing about. It's just fun. Yeah. And, you know, every song makes you smile and laugh. And I guess, you know, from my band where we did songs like My Dad Wanted a Girl and all those kind of things, we kind of got that out of it. We never really took ourselves seriously. We never really had any songs that we were like, like, you know, get your kids out for the boys and stuff. Like, we we didn't take ourselves seriously. We never, we knew we'd probably never get played on the radio. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I get a feeling that that was real big fishes. That's where they stem from. So, yeah. yeah, Real Big Fish, Turn the Radio Off, uh, 1996, fantastic album. Yeah. Um, I got um, my favourite album of theirs is Cheer Up. Mm-hmm. Oh, Cheer Up didn't make the cut 2002. Uh, 2000, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that's another great album of theirs. Um, but, yeah, that was 2002. Yeah. No, but so. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's when I first heard them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, well, yeah, yeah because... I think a lot of people, um, a lot of people sort of either joined in the mid '90s or joined in the early 2000s because, yeah. you know, you've got Cheer Up, you've got Fame and Fortune, you've got Candy Coated Fury, which all came up in the 2000s. Yeah. Um, you know, but then you've got Valerie off that album is one of my favorite songs. Valerie, Hooray! I wish you were there. <laughs> oh, that's a, and the band the Tube Thoughts. Yeah, like uh, Dateless Losers. Oh, we are the Dateless Losers. Yeah. Even the obscure ones, like like um, Drunk Again. Yeah, Drunk Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you and they and that was the one that had the uh, Frank Sinatra, uh, New York, New York. Yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah, like that's that's for my mum loves that. Um, well, I think because it doesn't sort of it's still because you think about it, Scar and. Scat or like old school that it's it's a similar well that was primarily primarily vocals that, that yeah yeah um uh, but no that's a but that's not that's an album from 2002 so we have to yeah it's still <laughs> yeah. a great album yeah. though i was just saying that yeah yeah i get you I, I feel you man i feel you that's a great but, album um, going back to the going back to the 90s um and still sticking with the punk rock theme probably the most punk rock band there is no effects so long and thanks for all the shoes i'm going to give you a little bit of trivia just yep. on no effects i was watching um do you, do you remember sons of anarchy well so yes you, I mean, you haven't watched like you don't have to watch it there's a yeah, spin-off not. called mayans like yeah. about the mexican the uh, one of the guitarists from no effects plays a mexican biker in the latest episode oh cool el jefe yeah 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 exactly um i thought that was funny because fat mike um tweeted it out he's like make sure you watch this mayans because one of ours is in this episode (laughs) i thought wow that's cool 
Uh, no, I look. I I love. Wow. This is this is probably my one of my favorite Nalfex albums. Mm-hmm. I think my honestly my second favorite is or even favorite like these up and down. I mentioned the other one just in case I'm going to mention it next. No, well it's 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 it didn't make the cut. Oh, okay, fair enough. It's um War on Errorism. Oh yeah, yeah, that came out. That that's not two thousand like recently. That's like in the last ten years. No, it was like no? two thousand something. Okay. Like twenty years ago at least. Oh wow! Okay. 2003 or something like that. I'm going to source it too. Um, um, yeah, no, but like, so long and thanks. No, you're for... right. 2003 came out. Boom, got it. Um, yeah, no, so long and thanks for all the shoes. I flipping loved it. And it was just had random um, scar song in the middle and mm-hmm. uh, fast paced short songs. And from memory, they recorded it in three days and then mixed it in 12, you know? <laughs> um, so it, it was, it was punk rock like nothing else classic you know murder the government <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that's what no effects is all about yeah they were kind uh, of the last them and bad religion were kind of the last um punk bands that were like not singing about girls and all that they were singing about like anti-establishment and stuff yeah. like that you know oh, well, had that flag um in in back like before them but I think no effects around that era with bad religion were like the last. You know what I mean? Yeah. Though on on so long, thanks for the shoes. The last song on the album is called Falling, Falling in, in Love. love. Yeah. <laughs> great, great song though. Great song. Um, you know where they got the title from for that album? I I do I do like is it is it Hitchhiker's Guide? Yeah, to Gal- yeah. Hitchhiker's yeah. Guide to uh, the Galaxy. So long, thanks um, for the fish. There's there's a. Um, it's so long and thanks for all the fish. Yeah. But the reason why they said so long and thanks for all the shoes was because everyone was always throwing their shoes up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that that, that, that pretty happened. cool. I remember seeing um it wasn't the nineties but it's um no what was it it was New Found Glory and some forty one at the oh yeah yeah at the roundhouse. I think it was. Yeah yeah I was there. I got in, I actually got fired from a job the next day because I fell asleep. <laughs> Because I had no sleep because I was we were partying after the after that show. <laughs> wow. Because I remember they did it one time, one night. I saw both nights. Yeah. One night New Found Glory headlines, the next night some 41 headlines. Like well, they- I saw yeah. I saw it with New Found Glory um playing first. Okay, yep, yep. Because Derek um got a shoe thrown at his face. Like he hit the <laughs> microphone and smacked him in the face. Um I mean, he didn't have a nice face to begin with, so maybe it was a bit of an improvement. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, like because I've seen I've seen videos of Nalfax playing in in ankle deep shoes <laughs> all yeah. over the stage. Um, but yeah, a friend of mine because I was I was heaps into Blink and Green Day, and then and then a friend of mine, you know how they go, they're like, "Oh, have you heard Nalfax?" I'm going, "What?" Yeah, he shows me so long. Thanks for the shoes. I'm like, "What?" And just fell in love with that drum beat. That. Well, sticking with the, the story we just told about um, Newfound Glory and Sum 41, yeah. uh, Newfound Glory were, aside from Green Day, Blink, and Newfound Glory, uh, don't, don't look at me like that. There's an, I've, got, I've done my research. What, so the, the first album came in 99? Sorry? Are they within 1999? They're within the 90s. <laughs> I'm just going to prove myself. Is that that cover? Now they, you've got they, me doubting. They got a cover. They did a cover album. No, nah, no, nah, it's not that one. Give me two seconds. 
Newfound Glory, Green Day, and Blink One Eight Two are my inspiration for punk yeah. rock. Okay, I'm just going to double check the date on the album now that you're questioning it, um, because this was my favorite. Is that their first one? Let me look it up first. '99, uh, May the first, 1999. Nothing gold can stay. Hit or miss, man. That's the that was my favorite newfound glory. You had had me going. Uh, no, well, because I knew I knew I knew it was it was on the yeah '99, May the first '99. Um, hit or miss, third and long, and we did a cover of Broken Sound. Broken Sound was uh, their first sort of slow. No. Now, now I, I know, I know that um, that's right because I remember kids at my school playing it, playing Hit and Miss. They're like playing it all the time. They're going, yeah. Well, that was the original version of Hit or Miss, but they yeah. did remaster it and put it on yeah. self-titled. Yeah. But this was the, the one with the, the, like the talking at the start. And it was a little bit slower, like the, the that was a little yeah. bit slower than what it was on self-titled. But... They did do that um, from your screen to the stereo came out before this. That was the first one. That was a covers album, but Hit or Miss, Hit or Miss, and um, All the Small Things. And uh, When I Came Around, the three songs that got me into punk rock. So I have to include it on the list. Um, I used to get made fun of because everyone's like, another example of like, the whiny voice, like Jordan. Yeah. Like, but then obviously, as you go through their their discography, it gets not better, but he just he matures. But that was just what was so unique about that. Yeah. No, well, that's just that's the same as No Effects. Like, I mean, their, their yeah. first album is terrible. Yeah. Like, honestly, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. And, and he could barely barely carry a note, and then it's just like I guess after playing for so long, he obviously didn't get singing lessons, but he just got better. Yeah. Well, as you do with practice. But I, the one thing I do remember about this album cost me $80 because it was so rare to get and back when we when we were in high school 80 bucks I think yeah. I spent my first paycheck when I was working at Coles on this 80 bucks because yeah. it was so rare you could I had to order it in from a music shop in Castle Hill wow. um, and I had to get it in from the states and it ended up costing me 80 bucks yeah. so I don't have it anymore unfortunately <laughs> Yeah. With everything going digital and, yeah. you know, growing up and moving out of home, I just, yeah. like, I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'll just download everything or I'll just get it yeah. all on, you know, digital Apple to iTunes and stuff. But, yeah, yeah no, New Found Glory, I mean, all of their albums are amazing to me, but this is, you know, the, this is the main one of their original stuff that falls within the 90s. Yeah. So, yeah. Excellent. Nothing gold can stay. Yeah. Well, let's move on to to our embarrassing albums. Um, oh, oh, we, oh, I still had a few more. Well, I, <laughs> I chose five, and you said you said we we're going to do five. Did I do five? Yeah. Well, you must have. I did. Once you got one more. You found Glory, uh, Green Day, Real Big Fish, Real Big Fish. That's it. And then you did. Um, well, that's weird. All right, you, you shoot out your next however many you want to well, do. Well, I'll just do briefly. I've just got two more. Yeah, sure. Um, I'll just I'll just go like I'll just discuss them briefly. I won't go, and then I've got my embarrassing one as well. Um, yep. So, No Effects, Punk and Drublick. Yes, that's a good that one. That was my that got me into No Effects. Is that the one with Don't um, Call Me White. Sorry, is that the one with Don't Call Me White. 
Yes, it is. And it's also the one with um, anti-establishment, I think, as well, um, which is probably one of my favourite tracks of yeah. all times. Um, but, um, yeah, that, again, we've said pretty much... That's why I thought I'll just give it a mention because yeah. we've already spoken about um, No Effects, uh, but that was the album that got me into it, which then led me to go back to the one that you were talking about as well. And the last one, which I, which again just scraped in, uh, 1999, yep. was Blue Skies, Broken Hearts, Next 12 Eggs by the Ataris. Ataris, I've been listening Ken to Demon's High School Football Rules, Your Boyfriend Sucks, 115.96. Seriously, like... I won't spend another line alone. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, Angry Nerd Rock. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... I, um... Yeah. Absolutely love the Ataris. That was the only album that made it into the nineties. And I, I, what I, what I love about them is because they've got something different about them in the sense that um, Chris Rowe, I think his name is, mm-hmm. plays a right-handed guitar upside yeah. down. He does. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't get. But he got... clearly could afford to yeah. get what he needed. No. Well, he could have bought a left-handed guitar. Yeah. But I think, I think, I don't know, I don't know if this is it, but I'm thinking, this is how I would think. Where, where, where are you going to just rock up to some place and there's going to have a left-handed guitar? Like if you're at a party or someone's just play, learn to play a right-handed one yeah. upside down, never go wrong. Well, I remember, I remember um, back in the days when we first started out and we would sometimes, uh, this was before we met you guys, like with, this was in the first iteration of our band, Bubble Wrap, we would still do parties, like we were still doing parties and covers and stuff. And we, there would be, you know, two or three songs, we'd just mix it up. Like, um, we did um, My Friends Over You by Newfound Glory. I could play on bass like that. So that was my song to play on bass. Yeah. And then Nod, our drummer, would jump on bass, but he's a left-handed, so he would do the same thing. He'd flip, yeah. flip it around. Yeah. Because obviously we didn't have the money to have a, like, have, have a left-handed bass. No, it's a dog. I just saw it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we didn't have the money to do a left-handed bass, so he would just literally just okay, and off we go. So yeah, yeah look, you know, but I just think uh, Chris Rowe definitely would have had the money to. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I can understand. Yeah. I can understand. Um, my favorite Atari's album will always be "So Long a Story," but that's two thousand three. That album, man, makes me cry when I listen to it. Oh, it's so good. It's just from start to finish, man. Every song on that album. And um, like, I love all the Ataris albums. I actually got to see them play the, like a mix-up. I think it was Mike from MXPX, oh, Chris wow. Rowe from the Ataris, and the dude from the starting line played in a band together. Yeah. Uh, and they came out to Australia and they only did one show. I think it was like the um, the factory uh, in Ox- on near Oxford yep. Street. Yep, yep, yep. I've, I've played there. Yeah. Oh, I haven't played there, unfortunately. Saw Andrew McMahon there, who's yeah. something corporate. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I remember something corporate. Don't you worry about that. Yeah. Punk Rock Princess. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And he, he's an amazing wife. He is absolutely amazing. Well, he's he's a good um, keys guy as well, isn't he? He's hey. like piano. He's yeah, a good pianist yeah. as well, isn't he? Yeah, no. And um, I, I think I annoyed him um, <laughs> because I know that he hates it when people yell at Play, play like there's one particular song. It's called Constantine, and it goes for like, yeah, yeah. like eleven minutes or something. And he's like, he rocks up and he, and he and he cranks out with one of his Jack's mannequin songs. 
Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, it's going to be a great show. We're going to play a lot of old stuff from something copyrighted. And I just go, Constantine. And he's like, no, not that one. <laughs> See, I prefer Jack Mannequin to something corporate. Yeah, no, no, because he definitely stepped it up. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I think I have a hatred for something corporate because one of our, again, not the drummer, his girlfriend at the time, yeah. we had to play her 21st at Blacktown Workers Club, we, which is good because they've got an awesome stage yeah. and awesome sound system. But the, the, the catch was we had to play Punk Rock Princess by yeah. uh, something corporate and she had to come up on stage for and it. Sing it. I oh. like other people on my stage. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like sharing the stage. Yeah, well, except for the band guys, you know what I mean. But like, because it's kind of like wrestling. It's like if you're in a band, you're one of the boys. Yeah. So like, if you were to jump up on stage and sing, oh, that would be fine because yeah. you know what I mean. But she was a she was a civilian, yeah. and not a very nice <laughs> person. And um, yeah, I just uh, that's why I hate that song. Yeah, it's the same as um, "Sweetness" by Jimmy Eat World. I used to love that song yeah. until I had a car accident. Um. When you know what it's like, if you listen and yeah. bang, that's when the car. I had the car accident then, when, oh. just when we were all singing and focused. I wasn't paying attention, and I ran up the ass of this guy, and it was up in the entrance, and it cost me like almost a grand to get the car fixed and towed back. So oh. I got towed back to Sydney, and then fixed in Sydney on my Coles way, aka my dad and mum and dad had to pay, and I had to pay them back. Yeah. I couldn't listen to that song anymore <laughs> because like we were, we were, um, yeah, we were jamming out. We had the best day. We were at the beach, you know, as you were, we hand out CDs and yeah, can't listen to that song anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, yeah. I could go on for hours, man. Like, yeah. the, you know, the, those, those bands, I mean, it, I didn't even mention anything about MXPX and they were a big, oh, yeah. they're amazing. Me. you know, MXPX, me, me first in the gimme gimme's, the mighty, mighty boss tones. Yeah. Um, Goldfinger, like yeah. all of those kind of bands back from those days. Um, you know, just yeah, before punk rock died, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, it's not the same, it's not the same. I remember being, I remember a time when we were playing shows Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday yeah. night, Sunday afternoon, like, and we just couldn't. You know what I mean? Like, and now I don't think if we got the band back together, we I don't think we'd get a show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I was talking to my friend Dwayne, who I used to play a lot of shows with. He was in Heroes for Hire. And um, they probably got to the level where, you know, I would have loved to get. Like, they got to tour yeah. Japan. They got to tour uh, America. They got studio albums, film clips, like proper film clips, not ones that we produced ourselves. Yeah. And they had their CD in JB Hi-Fi and without having me sneak into JB Hi-Fi, putting a price tag on and giving it in the section many times. Yeah, like they, and even I was talking to him the other night because he's doing, he's in a Blink cover band now and that's literally all he can get. And he yeah. is probably uh, one of the most talented guitar players and vocalists that I've ever had the opportunity to play with. And he, that's all they can do. Blink, Blink 182 cover band, that's all yeah. the only work he can get. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a different age to what it was 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. So, but we, at least we have the memories. Yeah. We had some great times. I never forget. I forget. I remember the night I met you. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who who introduced us. I don't know if it was Jez or because I think he was the only one. Other, it might have been Mitch. I don't know, but I, I was well, at a, a gig in Blacktown. 
Well, because because I met Goz first. Oh, did you? Maybe that's how it was. And and a Facebook memory came up mm-hmm. recently, and it was talking about Ironfest, and I was off at Ironfest, all nerdy. Yeah. And then Goz said, "You you and Big Man would, yeah, be like peas in a pod or something like that." And I remember when we first met at that gig at Blacktown. Uh, I think we were playing the Blacktown PCYC, and we as soon as I met, we just started talking about Supernatural and Arrow. That was it. Yeah. And yeah. then it was just off from there, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, we we had some good times. So yeah. I'm I'm always going to be thankful for. I mean, we I started in the band in 1999. Yeah. Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday, you know, and that that's the best, probably the best, one of the best times in my life. Yeah, no, a lot of good memories. A hundred percent. Oh, a lot of the guys in the in the band got a lot of women. Yeah. And, and I just <laughs> pretended I was I was just not confident, but yeah. I didn't like women. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was great memories, man. Like, you know, I met some really good people that I still keep in touch with. To this day, yeah. you know, which is great. So, yeah, good times. So now let's move on to our embarrassing albums. I, mine, I don't think is embarrassing. Yeah, it's embarrassing for you, but not for me. Yeah, boys to men. No, no, you go first. Right, okay. No, well, look, when when I when I thought okay, most embarrassing, I didn't think uh, I wasn't thinking okay, like now it's embarrassing. I think when I was back then and listening to it. Well, because- that's and that's the way that I picked mine as well. Yeah. Because it was so different, mm-hmm. but I, I really liked it and I secretly liked it. And I remember, I remember someone, one, one of the kids at school, I, you know, I had a Walkman. He's like, what are you listening to? And I was like, Matchbox 20. Mm-hmm. And he's see, like, Matchbox 20 is a, is a good band. Yeah, no, they're great. But back back then, it's just yeah. like my teenage mind. It's like, it's, it's not Blink, it's not Green Day. It's not what's popular in school. Yeah. And like the guy was like, what's that? <laughs> yeah, look, but like, so I, I always secretly listened to it and I um, loved it. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you a secret, Damien. I'm going to let you in on a secret. Yeah. In high school, girls are fucked. They play with your feelings. Oh, no, I know that. I know that. You know what I mean? Trust me. Yeah. Trust me, I know that. But that and, then, and then when you get famous, a little bit famous for a band and you put out an album, you start making a little bit of money, they all add you to Facebook. Yeah. And they're like, hey, they've all got seven kids. And yeah. they just add you to Facebook to, to seven different dads. And yeah. they add you to Facebook. And they're like, oh hey, I, I'm coming to your show. And I'm like, I remember one girl, I went, I went and saw Grinspoon at Castle Hill Tavern. And um my band was opening for them. And I got to meet Phil from Grinspoon, top yeah. like he was, this was when he was drinking too. So he was like, come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we were there, and 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 one of the girls I used to go to school with, and I liked, I yeah. used quotes because, yeah, um, came up to me at the bar, and she's like, oh, "Hey, do you want to buy me a drink?" I'm like, "I'm sorry, who are you?" I knew who she was. I'm like, "Fuck <laughs> off!" I got fucking Phil from Grinspoon standing right, like literally, this far yeah. away from me. Yeah. I'm like, sorry, and she's like, "Oh, I won't mention her name," but yeah. she's like, "Oh, it's such and such." From high school, remember you asked me out of high school, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, how you doing? How you doing? Like I was just like, yeah, what's yeah. up? What's going on? Yeah. 
and um, she's like, oh, and, and then and then and then I think it was the guy in the band that knew Phil. Yeah, he knew my. I went. I think the, I told him about her or whatever, and he's like, he actually did a really cool thing and got Phil to come over to me because this was in the area where Greenspoon was headlined. Yeah, he got Phil to come over to me and go, oh hey man, how you doing? Like, what are you up to? I haven't been, haven't seen you play for a while. Like, what's going on? And her jaw, seriously, you could have put about fit about ten cocks in there, which probably had, yeah. but just hit the floor. And I thought, you know what? <laughs> And she's like, oh, do you want to buy me a drink? I'm like, no, nah, I'm cool. And just walk. <laughs> um, I, I've actually got a good story about Grinspoon. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're awesome dudes. Yeah. No, well, this isn't the story that you... It's, it's, it's related, but it's not yeah. directly related. But my brother-in-law, way back then, so he's a teenager, mm-hmm. and, and he, he, he knew um, uh, Grinspoon's... Who's the guy from Grinspoon, the singer? Um, Bill. Bill. Yeah, he knew his dad really well. Okay. And so my brother-in-law's at this party. So I was chatting, he's chatting, um, chatting up this chick. He's like, yeah, so, um, you know, Grinspoon? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm good friends with Phil's dad. And she goes, wow, um, he's my dad. He was chatting up Phil's sister. <laughs> and he was like, I'm going to drop this. You know, I'm. I know. I know. Phil's dad. I'm gonna do a name drop of the century. Yeah, and then she's so. like, "It's my dad." <laughs> oh, it was so good! Wow. But um, yeah, I I don't think I ever got into them. But um, I I got into Grinspoon because that was one of the most requested bands that we had to cover at these parties we were playing. Like we covered Dead Cat Champion. Ready One, um, all those songs we used to cover. So, like, I guess I got into that because of what we had to do. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, none, they're actually really nice guys. And it was just because of this, uh, the guy that was opening, I knew, and I was talking to him, he's like, oh, you feel always comes down and has a chat, the band comes down has down there, and he goes, I'll introduce you. I'm like, sweet, yeah, cool. And he did that cool thing for me when he was drinking. But apparently now he's not drinking. He's not a very nice person, but... <laughs> I haven't met him when he's not drinking, so it yeah. doesn't bother me. Yeah. So yeah, but um, yeah, Matchbox Twenty, man. I, there's no shame in that. I, I've had the, all their albums, and you know, I um, yeah, Mad Seasons, phenomenal. Yeah, hundred percent. That last, yeah, that's, that that's last the one track. we've done. Pushing three a.m. and no, that's that's the that's something. That's a different one. That's that's their first one. Yourself or someone like you. Um, no, Mad Season. Oh, and- that was the one. Yeah, that was the blue cover. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that song called Mad Season, and it's yeah. got um, that one with the film clip with all the cellos on the roof. Chemical. Oh, no, that's green screen. <laughs> if you're gone, baby, it's time to go. Oh, yeah, when I'm gone. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I was, I was heaps into them, but I was secretly into them. So I'm not embarrassed about it now. It's just back then. I think I was a little bit. Do you remember when they first released singles? Like yeah. on CD? Yeah. First single I ever bought? Yeah. Is leading into my embarrassing. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm going to say a few lyrics, Jamie, and let me, <laughs> let me, uh, everybody, rock your body. <laughs> I knew it. Backstreet's back. Backstreet's back. back. All right, 
my warm up before a show to get my vocals like yeah. to where I wanted them was to sing the entire album of Backstreet Back um, <laughs> in the car. Oh, wow. Steph will attest to that because there was a few times she was in the car where I had to do that. <laughs> um, that was my warm up. That got my, if I could hit those notes, I'm good to go for pop punk. Yeah. I will say that the, 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 the 90s boy bands mm-hmm. were far superior to what we have now. 100%, man. Like I used to be into, I used to be uh, Backstreet's back, NSYNC. I used to like NSYNC 5 from the UK. Yeah. Um, but seriously, the first two singles I ever bought were uh, Everybody by Backstreet Boys and Hit Me Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. <laughs> Hit me baby one more time. And, and no one thought that I was a gay man. But hey, <laughs> the first two singles I bought were Britney hey. Spears. Backstreet Boys. I, I used I used to sing sing to myself regularly, uh, uh, boys to men stuff. So boys to men's awesome. Yeah, oh, they're 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 very. Talented. I'll make love to you when like you, you want me to. Night you time. I saw them at Rudy Hill RSL, believe it or not. Really? Yeah, it was only three of them though. Yeah, well, that's that's what they are now apparently. Because even when yeah. they're on on that episode of How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, yeah, but they were good, man. Like end of the road, they were cracking into that man. Yeah. Coolly Highly Harmony was a great Boys to Men album. Yeah. That had um, end of the road, had I'll make love to you, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, I, I, I used to. That was how I used to practice. I used to literally. This is an exclusive. I used to get a hairbrush, stand in front of the mirror, <laughs> and that's how I used to sing and how I used to, you know, how I used to warm up. Yeah. Or taking shows, sing like punk rock. Yeah. I would sing Backstreet Back. There you go. So that that's what well, I don't call it an embarrassment, but you would probably call it an embarrassment. No, so. I, I think I think we all secretly like Backstreet Boys. How could you not like the Backstreet Boys? Yeah. Oh my god, we're back again. <laughs> I could do Come the dance just... and everything. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to, but yeah. I could. Well, I got, I got a few honorable mentions. Me uh, too. Um, the very first album I listened to, and I was like, you know what I like, because I was quite young, um, mm-hmm. and it was Crowded House. It was yep. their best of album in 1996. Um, with you know, all would have to throw your arms around me. Yeah. Uh, uh, going to be all the way from yeah. America. Um, you better be home soon. Better is that be home soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah just, everything was on there. Better be home soon. I that, that was just really good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was my first introduction to, introduction to music. Was that through like your mum or dad? Through my sister. Oh, through your sister. But, yeah, my um, dad was my dad, massive Mark Seymour fan, the yeah. guitarist from. So I grew up on I grew up on that. I grew up on Jimmy Barnes and uh, Cold Chisel, you know, all that kind of stuff. No. Yeah, great. That's uh, Crowded House, man. They, my, I, would, I would put them on the on, on my playlist every so often. Yeah, throw my, your arms around me is a, one of my favorite songs. My um, no, my mum was heaps into John Farnham. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. That was my mum as well. That's I cannot like I I I I guess I respect him, but I cannot stand him because of how much time my mum would put it on repeat. Oh look, the man just can't make a decision on retirement either. You know, I need to respect. <laughs> But I tell you what, like my mum was my mum was massively into Queen, and I thank her for that because, I mean Queen, like Queen, yeah, it's just you know, the Queen and the Beatles, 
they yeah. were just saving. But I remember during our early days, our first year when we started playing, my mum and dad would come to every show. We yeah. played the Lansdowne Hotel. My parents were there. We played the Excelsior in Surrey Hills. My parents would be there. Yeah. And I got my mum into Good Charlotte. My mum used to love Good Charlotte um, from the first album. Yeah. Um, and she used to love Green Day. So a time of your life for Green Day got her into it. But she, Good Charlotte, she's like, oh, these boys are nice. Yeah. And, um, you know, I tell you, you know, I, but I, you're always going to have something that you grew up on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I love, absolutely love, um, oh, what was it? Uh, like I, I still love Cold Chisel. Um, Hunters and Collectors as well. Yeah. Hunters and Collectors, um, bands like that. I used to go with my when when Mum passed away. I used to they used to play up Blacktown Workers Club, and I'd go with my dad. Dragon, like April Sun in Cuba. Everyone knows, that. you know. So it's, it's your taste in music might be different, but everyone grew up. Yeah. On what your parents like, you know what I mean. And imagine when, well, probably not me, but imagine when if you do eventually find someone to have kids and you're going through, Dad, what did you used to listen to? And you're like, well, let me tell you the story of Lagwagon. Yeah. No, well, f- funny that because I um, went, went, went on the big family holiday this year and mm-hmm. my nephew wanted to come with me. And so I made this play mix and like called Oliver's Education. Ooh. <laughs> and it was just play this of all the old stuff I used to listen to. And he, and he starts singing along. He's like, oh, I've heard this. I know this. So oh. he's he's already into the into the same kind of music that I was into. Well, that's good. You're giving him a, a popular musification. Yeah. So, all right. What what's the other honorable mention? My other honorable mention was um, I remember a guy at my school. There was there was a band at school, and they were called Fifth Place. Mm-hmm. They're like very punky rock. It was bored. It was it was somewhere between um, Living End and green day i guess like kind of you know that sort of thing but he was wearing a less than jake shirt and i'm like i remember going what's less than jake and then and then finding um hollow rock view mm-hmm. you know all, all my best friends are metalheads and mm-hmm. um it was my first forte into the uh the scar world um, yep because um, they were kind of like probably the most punk rock of scar yeah you know what i mean like um, this album's a good one. My, my favorite album there, is, unfortunately, is in the next. Like, I'll give it a little bit of a mess, but uh, it's in the album. But yeah, this album, man. Like, um, I remember going back after I found the album that started me on it, um, and yeah, I've, uh, all my friends are. Uh, what is it? All my friends are. All my best friends are metalheads or something. That's like that. right. And there's, there's, um, I think there's another one called Five State Drive or something. Yeah. Uh, that was yeah that class that guy had it that was another unique voice yeah well it's two of them so yeah yeah no I, my favorite was anthem yeah that my favorite song of all time by anthem came in out in 2003 um but my my very 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 favorite lesson joke song is the ghost of you and me yeah oh that's a great song and that album's actually good the science of selling yourself short is, yeah oh that was the first lesson Jake song that I heard. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's another one, the Plastic Cup Politics. Plastic yeah. Cup Politics. Well, it's another one where I went back and I kept going. I went back to everything that they'd done and I kept going and it's still... Yeah. I can still listen to them to this day. Uh, and because I'm driving up to my dad's house tomorrow, I have a feeling that I'm going to be listening to a lot of punk rock tomorrow <laughs> on the drive up. 
Um, but no, we'll be uh, less than Jake, man. They're just yeah. I saw him at the Manning Bar. Yeah. Um, for those of you in who are not in Sydney, the Manning Bar is like a five hundred person venue, which they normally stick about. Yeah, I've, I've seen a few few bands there. MXPX, I've seen their Motion City soundtrack. Um, smaller-ish bands that they think probably couldn't at the time couldn't sell yeah. out the horn well, or something. I. I saw Lagwagon there, and all I remember right. is two crappy bands that played before them that yeah. I wondered how they got on the bill. Um, and the mushy carpet was beer soaked. Yeah. And, and you couldn't stand still, or, nope. or you would be <laughs> stuck, yep. stuck there. That was that they always overpacked it. But you know what? You always found a parking spot because it was in the uni. Yeah. And you just yeah. freaking park, like you'd make your own parking spot. Yeah, pretty much. You yeah. might have to walk a, like a K, but you'd still get a parking spot. But probably the best lineup I've ever saw there was Bayside. Oh, Bayside! Starting Bayside line, yeah. Bayside starting line and Amberlin. Oh, um, the starting yeah. line. Did any of their albums fall into the nineties? No, I don't think so. Two thousand and one was oh, the first one. The well, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop my my two honorable yeah. mentions. I'll, I'll keep it brief. Uh, another band which you haven't mentioned, but I'm gonna say you probably have an influence is the offspring um smash with yep. the first offspring album i heard bad habit uh come out and play self-esteem like self-esteem was probably my one of my favorites um you know that that album came out i think 96 um absolutely fantastic self-esteem is everyone knows the self-esteem you know the la 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 <laughs> You know, great and 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 um, come out and play. Yeah, so that's got the do 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 do. Yeah, you know, and a bad habit. If you want a song full of swearing, that's a good one for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Offspring, man, another one where you know after Smash you've got Americana, which doesn't fall into the nineties. But I mean, yeah. Americana gave us Pretty Fly for a White Guy, and yeah. why doesn't she get a job? Like yeah. the most known Offspring songs for anyone yeah. who's never even heard of the Offspring. Yeah. Um. You know, and um, like I think that brings it. And look, this next one might be a bit of a might be a bit of a like a, a left field one, but uh, Tragic Kingdom by No Doubt. Um, don't speak Sunday morning. Just a girl, you know. I'm just a girl. Yeah. Another uh, was it came out at a time where there was not that many female rock singers. Yeah. Um, And Gwen Stefani, obviously, she's gone on to make millions and billions of dollars. But yeah, that was it. I used to love listening to to No Doubt. So yeah, they're my honorable mentions. And there's probably a million more that we can mention, but we don't have time. (laughs) No, we don't. So (laughs) let's 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 just move straight along to uh, Ryan's recommendations. Anything you're recommending? Yeah, yeah. Actually, this you might not know about this, but um, yeah, my recommendation is a the new show by the guys that did Brooklyn Nine Nine. Really? Yeah, it's called Killing It. Um, It's on Stan at the moment in Australia. Uh, Stars Craig Robinson, who you'll probably know from. If you you might not know the name, but if you see him, you'll know him. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, what it is is he's a he's a single dad. Um, he's African American, um, and he his ex wife is deaf, so he's signs and he's got a daughter. Yeah. Um, and he's bro- he's got a brother who uh, when and this is it's 
it's a little bit dark at the start, but it, it's a comedy. Um, but him, his dad took his brother, he caught his brother and him stealing lollies from the corner shop when they were little. <laughs> um, so he takes them back to apologise and, yeah. and his other little, his little brother steals more. And Craig Robinson's character dobs him in and his dad goes back in to give him the, the lollies, but the store's getting held up and his dad ends up getting shot. Um, okay. So the younger brother goes to crime. He's just like trying to make a buck off everything, like robberies and yeah. all this kind of thing. But he's going straight. He's he's got an idea. He's he's a he's a financial, not a financial. He's a he's like an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, and he's got this idea that he wants to buy this swamp land because there's a plant there that can cure prostate cancer. He just needs someone to invest. Yeah. There's a security guard at the bank, and he goes to try and get a loan from the business and. Anyway, his brother ends up robbing the bank <laughs> that he works at and he doesn't even know about it and he only recognises it by the shoes. But basically, long story short, he goes into, um, he gets an Uber to this meeting and the guy wants to meet him at the swamp. So he goes, look, I, I, I want to give you the money. Let's meet at the swamp. Let's talk about it. Uh, and the, this Uber driver is an Australian girl um, who, long story short, she hunts snakes in Florida if you kill a python, you take it in, you get money because they're over, they're overbred. Uh, and then he, she pulls over and does that on the way to the interview with this guy, and he's got blood, snake blood all over his shirt, so he gets oh. changed. But yeah, so they end up going in this competition together, um, where the prize money is twenty thousand dollars if <laughs> you kill the most pythons, um, in like in the short period of time. And she says, look, if we win. I'll invest my half into your business. So he's going to get the full 20 grand. So, yeah. And then it's just all the like the shenanigans that go along with, uh, I'm five episodes in. I think there's 10 out at the moment. It's only just come out. Um, but yeah, it's called Killing It. It's by the guys who created Brooklyn Nine-Nine and the oh, humour is there. It's, it's the same kind of humour. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a really good show. I just sort of, I, I only discovered it last week um, and I'm loving it. I'll try and watch at least one or two episodes a day. So for you Aussies, you can find it on Stan. I'm not sure about the states. Cool, killing it. So yeah, I tried to keep it keep it uh, quick, but yeah, it's a, it's a really good show. Check it out. Half an hour show, make it laugh. Yeah. Cool. You know what time is this for now? It's time for Jamie's email. Sexy time. Yeah. Now I um I, because a lot of people are demanding this these sort of emails because you know that it, it's it's a lot of Warren E. Buffett you know give me your money mm-hmm. and all that stuff so I thought I thought I'd, I thought I'd you know go back to one of my older emails where it's just where it's just a picture like my profile picture is just I think it's just a cartoon version of me essentially mm-hmm. so just that's just I, I, I'm intrigued by the first line yeah well the headline is let well, the title of the email is let me show you a good time this evening <laughs> wink. <laughs> Oh, there is a wink too. I didn't yeah. even see that. Jogle <laughs> says, Hey, sexy man. <laughs> I'm pretty attracted to you, judging only from your profile and your picture. <laughs> but if you have been honest, and that's a real recent photo, in capital I, letters. I am really attracted to you. I just want to have fun and have sex. Are you still available? Okay. Now I'm going to read it in the voice of the actual person that's typing okay. it. <clears throat> Hey there, sexy man. I'm pretty attracted to you, judging from your profile picture. 
But if you're being honest and that's a real recent photo, then I guess I'm really attracted to you. Just want to have some fun and have some good old sex. Are you still available? So what you're saying is it's Jim Riley. <laughs> I wasn't impersonating our, our friend Jim Riley. I was just like, it's a dude who's in his 50s, in his undies, in a basement. Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying anything bad about Jim Riley because no. he shoot me. <laughs> Look, I love Jim Riley. It's just you, you had awesome. a And he's chose, been in jail. You chose a similar accent. Yeah, well, that's my southern drawl. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have one southern drawl. Okay. Oh, that's fine. From Louisiana. But yeah, that's that, That's one of my sexy emails. Did you reply? So I've got a date on Thursday. With Job um, Hill? I'm holding a... I will be holding one red rose and one blue balloon. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um, sexy time. Back streets, back. <laughs> if you're listening, uh, who's your favorite boy band from the 90s? Send it to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. Uh, we don't judge. Um, secretly, we all love them. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew all the words to all of NSYNC's five Backstreet yeah. Boys. Westlife. Do you remember Westlife with Ronan Keating? Do. And uh, what was it? Take That with Robbie Williams. That's where Robbie Williams came from. Mm-hmm. A boy band called Take That. Take so, That. Yep. Much better than your One Erections. I mean, One Directions at the moment. And your, what do you call it? BSK or whatever they are from fucking yeah. Japan. Do you? Oh, man, this is going back. I don't know when this is, but. My cat's having a hernia. Are you are you getting are you getting home invaded? No, nah, well, look, I'm I'm house sitting for my sister, and they've got a needy cat and a needy dog, and they're yeah. missing them. Oh, okay, fair enough. Like because the family's always here, always here. Mm. Uh, so they're just singing. But do you remember an old band oh, from the from from England called Busted? Yeah. Um. 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 It's what I go the, to school for. Or something? Oh, it was. They had a song about the teacher. What I go to school for. What I go to school for. You yeah, know. Like, I don't know when it came out, but that was so. Yeah, rare. Roger was obsessed with them. Like, and he like they had a song called "The Year 3000 or something. Yeah. So, Looking up for you in the year three thousand or something like that. Don't quote me, but <laughs> yeah, busted. Yeah. Yeah, I just they just came to me, and I was like, "Wow, that's so random." Well, that's like um, what's it? Fountains of Wayne. Yeah. Mom's got it going on. You yeah. <laughs> I'm in love with Stacey's mom. I, I had just... a friend named Stacey. I wasn't attractive at all, so I wasn't in love with her. Yeah, cool. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to us reminisce about the 90s uh, and bands we loved. Back in my day. Yep. Next time we're going to be talking about TV shows or movies. Probably, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll figure out what we're doing. But um, thanks for listening. As always, if you've got stories, send them to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. If you know any authors or filmmakers or people with interesting stories and you want to come on and have a chin wag, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, drop drop a comment down below or send an email to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. Excellent. Well, that's been, it's been a pleasure. Yep. And we'll catch you next time, guys. See you next time.